Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Over the last several days, Georgia has seen record early voter turnout ahead of what is the most closely watched Senate race in the country. Many believe this will be the hinge point, uh, at least as it relates uh, to the United States Senate. So to give us a lay of the land, we turn to the ultimate inside source, one that we absolutely trust, David Drucker, who joins us live from Georgia. Uh, David is the senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. He's a contributing writer at Vanity Fair and The Hive. He's also the author of In Trump's Shadow, and he's someone we always turn to. And you probably see David all the time, uh, regardless of which cable news you watch, because he's on all of them, because he's that trusted. And uh, we appreciate him taking some time from the campaign trail in Georgia to give us an update. David, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, good to be here, boy. Thank you. Uh, so give us a little lay of the land. Uh, tell us where you are in Georgia and uh, what you've been hearing and what you've been seeing. Uh, mid, well, I'm I'm headed from Macon north to Atlanta, but I'm, I'm headed to Kennesaw, Georgia, which is just north of Atlanta. Herschel Walker is going to have his uh, election eve uh, rally this evening. It's the only event he's doing today. Uh, Lindsey Graham's going to be a special guest at the rally. So uh, we, we, I'm traveling with a, a great Washington examiner photographer. We, we were in Macon, Georgia, in Macon County, which is a big Democratic county. And I think to understand what's going on in the Senate race, uh, Raphael Warnock, the Democratic incumbent, has been crisscrossing the state, holding multiple events a day, rallying with supporters, uh, rallying with Democratic foot soldiers, the, the troops in the field that are knocking on doors, making phone calls. Um, you know, he's trying to squeeze out every Democratic vote he can to withstand, you know, what looks like a, a red wave that's going to crash all over the place on Tuesday. It may not hit every race, and some Democrats may survive. Uh, Warnock wants to be one. And how are things shaping up? Uh, we know that there is a, uh, a libertarian candidate in the race there. Does it look like either Raphael Warnock or Herschel Walker can get to that magic 50 number, or are we going to endure this uh, into December? It's hard to tell. You know, there are Republicans that feel really good about Walker's momentum, and they believe that if Governor Brian Kemp, who is on track to win, wins with a big enough margin over Stacey Abrams, <clears throat> excuse me, that he could pull uh, Walker over the line past 50 percent not just boost him ahead of Warnock, but, but pass that magic number and, and everybody gets to avoid a runoff and, and you know, stay home for the holidays. Uh, if not, you know, we'll do this all over again. Uh, but, you know, it's a little bit of a different situation. In, 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 in 2020, with that runoff, and both of those Senate runoffs in Georgia were on January 5th, 2021, uh, a, a big help to the Democrats in that race was that uh, former President Donald Trump, who was then in the waning days of his administration, uh, basically went to Georgia, held some rallies, and told everybody the system was rigged, couldn't be trusted, and don't vote. And I, and I asked Trump about this when, when I was reporting in Trump's shadow, uh, my book, and, and he didn't deny that. And one thing the Democrats won't have going for them this time, if there is a row, is Trump tanking the race, because his candidate, Herschel Walker, who is an ally and who he recruited into this race, uh, is the Republican nominee. So we will see what happens. Walker's been holding one event per day. The message has been uh, consistent. Joe Biden is bad. Inflation and uh, rising crime are on the Democrats' watch. And if you want to fix it, you need to uh, oust Warnock and put me in there. Um, it's the right message to have if you're a Republican. And what Warnock has to do is not just overcome Walker, but he's got to overcome Joe Biden's low approval rating. You know, the Biden's approval ratings are in the low to mid-40s nationally, which are not good. 
but you know, not the worst thing we've ever seen. But they're much lower in Georgia mm. and much lower in other battleground states, and so that's kind of the lay of the land here. Yeah. So as you've been on the ground uh, talking. Uh, to voters there in Georgia watching these campaigns unfold. I'd be curious, uh, at all of these rallies, to me, I keep having the question, is this really a rally kind of election, or is this more serious, somber, around the kitchen table? Uh, What's really going on in my world in terms of gas and groceries and inflation? Uh, Does it seem like at the Warnock uh, or the Walker rallies, are the rallies really the thing, or is that mostly uh, preaching to the converted and uh, those who've probably already voted? Well, there's a lot of that going on, Boyd. Um, I think it's a little of both. Look, you know, part of what you do with the rallies, and I've noticed that uh, as I've gone across the country and covered uh, various Senate races, Nevada, Washington State, Ohio, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, you need, in, in, in an era where voter turnout is so important because the margins are so close, one of the things you need to do is encourage all of the volunteers and field staff you have to just burn the midnight oil. And one of the ways you encourage them is to touch them and meet with them and let them know how much you care as a candidate. So some of these rallies are for them. Yeah. Some of them are to excite voters and supporters, give them a chance to meet you up close, take pictures with you. There's a lot of that that goes on, and that's not insignificant either because it helps encourage uh, them to vote, encourages them to tell their friends and family, you know, I'm voting for Walker or I'm voting for Warnock. Uh, one of the things that I think is very interesting here in Georgia, and I've noticed this as well um, in some of the other states I've covered, um, but particularly here because it is such a close battleground state, I don't sense a lot of despair and depression among Democratic voters. Mm. I do sense that they're energized. They are worried because like any uh, sentient person, They know that Republicans have key advantages. They know that they're going to win control of the House. They know that um, the Senate uh, majority is in jeopardy for all the reasons, you know, we've been talking about for, you know, more than a year. But they haven't given up and they are prepared to show up. I think, you know, the issue is can Warnock get the Republican crossover votes he might have gotten in 2020? Uh, can, Can Warnock not and get completely crushed with independent voters. And independent voters are leaning heavily toward Republicans, as you would expect in a midterm election like this. We've seen this, Boyd, how many times now, going back to the beginning of the, of the century, right? Yeah. 06 for Democrats, 10 for Republicans, 14 for Republicans, 18 for Democrats. I mean, it's just we see this over and over, um, and it has a certain rhythm to it. And so who knows, maybe tomorrow will be slightly different in how the wave breaks. But it's it's a wave, and what you know, what somebody like Senator Raphael Warnock is trying to do is just be one of those rare Democrats who's going to survive it. Yeah, oh, fascinating insight, and I think the split ticket piece is going to be an interesting uh, thing, especially there in Georgia, where the governor's race seems to be uh, tilting a little more heavily, not quite as close as I think many people thought it would be. Uh, and can that actually bump Herschel Walker, as you said, David, either? ahead or maybe even all the way to that magic 50 number. Uh, really interesting. And I think the rallies are interesting, too, in, in terms of that perspective uh, of uh, you know what's doing to, to rally the supporters and the volunteers to keep them engaged and talking to people and going. 
Uh, I used to always say that the uh, the late rallies are often just to keep the candidate busy so they don't go crazy, and uh, so the campaign staff doesn't go bananas either. But uh, David Rucker, we appreciate you joining us live from Georgia. Uh, he's following the race down there. Of course, uh, David is a political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. Uh, he's also the author of In Trump's Shadow, uh, and he is a trusted source uh, that you can look at uh, for always getting the best of the inside information. David, thank it's, thanks for joining us today. Anytime, board. Thank you. All right. Again, that's uh, David Drucker joining us uh, from Georgia. And some really interesting insight there in terms of how the mood is on the ground, what the candidates are doing. One doing a lot of rallies, one doing one a day, uh, all coming down the home stretch. KSL News Radio is your place for all the insight and information here in the state of Utah and across the country. We'll take a quick commercial break. More inside sources coming up next.